Two years ago, Gregory Andrews was Australia's High Commissioner to West Africa. On Friday, he was taken to hospital after waging a 16-day hunger strike on the lawns of Parliament House to highlight the need for urgent climate action. Now, we spoke to Greg last Sunday, and we're going to check back on him now. Hi, Greg. Hey, Bill. How are you doing? Good. Good, mate. You should be very proud of your efforts and highlighting your cause. Oh, look, thank you. Actually, I, I'm really proud of my wife and children too for, for supporting me on this. I just got out of hospital uh, and on my way back, my son was driving me and I just asked him to stop in at Woolies because I wanted to get some bath salts. Yeah. And this lady um, in Woolworths, who I didn't know, just came up to me and hugged me and started crying. <laughs> And thank me for what I did. Yes. And um, yeah, so I feel like I did have an impact. And then she said, "Oh, you've still got your hospital band on." And I said, "Oh, yeah. Look, I'm just on my way home, but I feel like I've actually raised the attention nationally uh, on on how critically important it is for the government to get serious about climate change. But I also have to say that um, the faith based community were behind me right of course they from the would start. Be. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So mate, you're you're out of hospital. What are the doctors saying? The doctors actually it was really interesting actually. On my discharge papers it said that I was treated for self imposed starvation. Uh but basically they kept me in for about two and a half days. Um they put me on a like I had six hourly um ECGs, those things where they put all those things all over yeah. your chest to te- check your heart. So you were you, you didn't eat for sixteen days. What yeah. was it? Was it Friday they took you to hospital? They took me to hospital. I've lost track of time a bit. It yeah. was today Sunday. Yeah, I went to hospital. My wife actually put a foot down and called an ambulance on Friday at about lunchtime because I couldn't speak properly and my legs weren't working. Yeah. And I I kind of knew I I needed to, but it's an interesting thing. It's very hard to compare because no one else is... I don't know anyone else closely who's done... Something happens for your cause. Yep. So Um, it's... Yeah. Did many politicians, because you were camped outside Parliament House, did many politicians come and see you? Bill, excuse me for saying it, but Anthony Albanese and Peter Dutton both avoided me like the plague. Uh, But there were a lot of pollies who did come out. Um, Tell me who. Allegra Spender came out and and Sophie Scamp. David Pocock, the independent senator, he was the first to come out. Uh, and then, actually, after a while, one of the Greens came out, David Shoebridge. He's from Queensland, yes. and he said he was speaking on all on behalf of the whole Greens um, party room in in support of me. Um, and Andrew Wilkie came yes. down, came down and sat down with me, and I actually had a good yarn with him about poker machines too, because. Yeah. Like from my perspective, it's not a moral issue, but the the money that they stuck out of yeah. communities is horrific. So there were no um, liberals yeah. or no labors. The the liberal and labor people, if they saw me, they scurried and looked the other way, except for one man, and that his name is Andrew Lee, and he's one of yes. the MPs in Canberra. He, I, I, I show, I take my hat off to him. He did come down, but he didn't listen to me. He just gave me a lecture, 
and with the with the kind of talking points that they use and told me that the government was doing enough and that I needed to stop to save my life. And, so for those who yeah. didn't hear our chat with you last Sunday, how did all yeah. this get started, mate? Well, it started... It actually started probably um, towards the beginning of this year, Bill. I got... I was diagnosed with depression, and it was from climate and ecological grief. I, I just started feeling devastated when I was doom-scrolling on climate science but also observing what was happening with like record low levels of Antarctic and Arctic ice and yes. starving penguins, but, but also just starting to realise that this is no longer a future emergency that we can... It's right it. now. Yeah, it's right now, and my kids will be alive at the end of this century, and according to the science, three to six billion people on the planet won't have a safe place to live because it'll be too hot. And, and most of us in Australia will be okay because we've got air conditioning and we're a wealthy country, but literally billions of people in India and Pakistan and Africa and, you know, um, Bangladesh and Indonesia, that they actually won't have a safe place to live. And so I just, I, that's what drove me to it. And then the trigger, I think, was when Tanya Plibersek, the Environment Minister, who I've always thought of as a nice person, approved a fourth coal mine after after they came to came the elbow when he you know was asking us to vote for him instead of peter dutton at the last election his slogan was a better future but i that was the trigger for me i just thought we we can't go on like this denying the problem and approving more coal mines so you headed out to in on the lawn of parliament house and just stayed there in your sleeping bag with a sign saying, I'm on a hunger strike until we get serious about climate change. I did, and I, I used social media, and I did start in a chair, but because um, I, I, I wanted to look strong. I didn't want them to think I was weak and I'd just, like, fizz out in a few days. But to be frank with you, by the second week, I, I didn't have the energy to no. stand up except to go to the toilet. But, but I, we were talking about the faith-based community. Something that one of the first people that came down was the, the reverend from the Canberra Uniting Church. Yes. And, and a day or two before I kind of collapsed in a heap and went off in the ambulance, the, the Australian religious response to climate change people came. And like that, that included... Bishop um, Philip Huggins yep. and um, Reverend Sharon Hollis, yeah. who's the president of the Uniting Church, and and Reverend uh, Famata Javier Hilio, I think, uh, the, another Uniting Church moderator, and but also Muhammad Mohideen, the vice president of the Islamic Council, and and a man who is the chair of the New South Wales Buddhist Council and the pre president of the Federation of right. Australian Buddhists. Yeah. So they they all because the 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 churches and the religious people get it, mate. They get it. They do. Yeah. So, so what's next for you, Greg? What's next well, for I, you? I don't know, but if I just wanted to tell you one other thing, and yeah. that's I wanted to thank Bishop Philip Huggins because something that came, I gave me strength, and I'm holding it right now, is he gave me this little heart about uh, like two centimeters by two centimeters of wood. And he told me it was made from a real tree in Bethlehem. And so I kept that in my pocket. And sorry, I'm a bit emotional. I know, but, I know. But that, that, I knew that if I held that heart and I knew the power of the praying, the power of prayer and humanity 
from from Christians, Muslims, Buddhists, all faiths. That kept me going. Greg Andrews, yeah. Greg, mate, Greg, you are a real hero, and I'm so proud to have talked to you tonight. God bless you, and let's Thank keep you. talking. Thank you. All right. Okay. Bye. Bye.